if you make listening and observation your occupation, you will gain much more than you can by talk. Sir Robert Baden-Powell. My name is Thandor, and I enjoy walking in the woods. I'm Fezzik, and I love wandering the world. And then if we find orcs, great, we'll get done. Yeah. Well, I am Corin, a gnome with anger issues who spontaneously bursts into other animal forms uh, when things annoy him. Welcome to Leaders and Legacies, a D&D 5e podcast. Join me and the cast, Chris, Seth, and Rachel, as we explore Wayslaw. In addition to enjoying tabletop role-playing games, all five of us are leaders with... The Boy Scouts of America. Please put your tray tables and seats back in the fully upright position as we prepare to disembark for adventure. Good evening, welcome. Um, I'm Dave Rockwell. I'm the DM for uh, our game of Leaders and Legacies. Now I'll let the cast introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Christopher Cooper. I am a district commissioner and council level trainer. Hello, my name is Seth, and I play Corin. Hey, I'm Rachel, and I play Fezzik. And I'm your dungeon master, Dave Rockwell. I'm the voice of all the other characters you hear, including Randy, the halfling that makes cinnamon mini buns. So what falls to your feet are the partly desiccated corpses of a woman um, clutching her son and Marcus, you know, kind of steps back and that's, that's Stora and Timon. No! You know, he begins to kind of, you know, look around very nervously. Uh, since you corn pulled them out, if you want to roll perception to see what you think kind of happened to them. I will do that right after Corrin finishes throwing up after pulling two dead bodies out of the ground. Um... Yeah, he'll wash his mouth out later. This was just kind of a knee-jerk reaction to pulling two bodies out like that. Uh, he got a 12 on his perception check. Okay, we had 12 with perception. You think that uh, they were probably killed before they were buried? That, you know, the roots had pulled them down here? But that, you know, they, they look like they, you know, took a similar beating to what you saw Marcus take. Marcus is kind of standing back near the stairs where you just all came down into this larger space be kind of out out of breath for a second and um, swallow down everything else. And Marcus, can you take a look at these and tell me if they are two of your companions? The glimpse I saw that looks like Stora and Timon. You said the the injury patterns were similar to what I was already working on with, uh, with Marcus when I was bandaging and treating his wounds. Yeah, so yeah, lots and lots of you know, blood force trauma from a um, club, um, you know, from multiple directions. Uh, you know, uh, as you remember, you know, the creatures had the ability to kind of pop in and out of trees to uh, you know, step around and make attacks. So that these two were probably harried and trapped here and then you know, pulled underground by desiccated root system that you, know, you now find yourself standing next to. Yes, I think the trees killed them. I put my hand up against the 
the wall of the cave. Um, do I feel anything moving, like the roots or anything moving nearby? Yeah, so you probably be able to sense even some of the smallest creatures. You feel a lot of what you would normally expect to feel. Worms, maybe little tremors from, from the ground as things, you know, as the weight of the ground above it kind of presses down. No, you don't feel anything too out of place for what you would expect. You, know, you definitely feel that unhealthiness. Odor, I guess, is also, you know, coming from you know, the root systems. How long does it appear they have been dead? Can I do a medicine check to guess on that? I'm sure, sure. I mean, while I'm doing that, like, Marcus, uh, can you tell me roughly? I got a 24. It, with a 24, the bodies, despite the fact that it happened yesterday, they're hard to determine. They're so caked in chronic damage and debris from the roots that it looks much older, but it, it would be hard, you know, you would be hard pressed to say that it was because it just looks so foreign to what you would expect that how old that damage looks is inconsistent with you know, how long you would think that they would be dead, even if he had been, you know, it's like weeks and months, not hours or days. Okay. So the bodies haven't fully gone stiff yet, but I'm just trying to think, because I wouldn't be able to see the bruising or anything on the bodies. It's just trying to figure out, um, based on touch, like, I can tell the blunt floors because I'd feel the broken bones. Right, yeah, and then you can um, see that, like, you know, Timmon's head has been crushed in on the one side with, you know, blunt force trauma. Okay. Um, but, yeah, also, they're, 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 you know, the, the roots seem to have been trying to absorb them faster, so they're more decayed than you would think they would be this early. Because if I want to apologize to you, I ask you how they looked. It's all good. Um, judging by what I smell... And I got your name wrong. <laughs> you know what? I'm used to people calling me by different names. It's all good. Based on what I smell, based on what I feel... They feel like they've been dead for quite a while. But Mark, you said that you left them, what, less than a day ago? Yes, it was probably an hour or two before I encountered you. Um, You know, I had run as far and as fast through the woods as I could. 18 hours and this much damage and decay has occurred? Yeah, it makes no sense to me. You see him kind of kneel down and he begins to kind of pray, kind of looking for some sort of guidance. But you can also see that he's trying to put a blessing on his friends um, just by the words you hear him using. And he is, for convenience for all, speaking in common. Could I perform a funeral for them? It'll take about an hour. So this is going to sound kind of gross in the way I'm going to ask this, but is the body like like soft still? The reason why I'm asking is because I'm contemplating casting earth tremor on the surrounding area and then trying to feel the wall while it's tremoring to see if I can detect the other body, the third body. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you think you'd be able to feel that. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and put my hand back up against the wall and cast earth tremor and just send the vibrations out as far as I can to be about 30 feet anyway. Okay, yeah, so roll a uh, perception check as you do that to see you know, what that sense gives you back. Oh, that would be an 11. Not a whole lot. <laughs> okay, yeah. So as you know, he's doing this, Thandor, one of the things that you notice is that the space that you had come down into kind of opened up into a room that, you know, that there's a corridor down beyond. You've seen a crack of light 
further on down yeah, that hall. I see a crack of light down the hall. But I still think I would like to do a funeral for these two. Agreed. So if you do that, maybe I'll go and do some stealthy um, walking down the hall to check out that light. And just keep it'll a general take, guard. It'll take me one hour to perform this funeral. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Corin and Fezzik, please give me a, uh, a perception roll as well. Uh, 20 total. Okay. 20 total. And Fezzik? 15. Okay. Yeah. With those rolls, you hear movement coming from down that hall as well, so you know, you may not be alone. Fandor, why don't you let me entomb the bodies for the time being? I will secure their safety for the moment, and then from there we can come back and do a funeral once we've figured out what's going on here. But I don't think staying stationary and sitting on these steps while we conduct a proper funeral is the right thing to do right now. I agree. I think that decision is up to our friend. Marcus looks back and forth between all of you. I didn't want to leave them the first time. My attempt to make sure that they got out okay appears to have failed. So whatever we do, we should do together. Marcus, that was very noncommittal. Corin Corin is actually not going to wait at this point in time for Marcus's official response. He puts both hands on the dirt around the two bodies and uses mold earth to just kind of encase them and pack the dirt in around them. So that way they're kind of like not buried per se. They're there, but they're kind of encapsulated in this kind of densely packed dirt. Marcus, as that happens, uh, looks over to you, Thandor, and you know says, "You know, uh, would you say a few words of blessing?" You know, I, I, I do not think I can find the words right now. I will, and he will go on and proceed with the ceremony. All right, and so I, I, instead of just encapsulating them above, I'm just going to push them a little bit deeper into the ground so that they're actually buried. So uh, now that they're, yeah, that they're buried, I guess looks to you. I'm sure if he should take the lead or if one of you wants to take the lead. I think you all had him following you earlier in the, the day. Fesic, uh, I, I think you might be the one to kind of take point. Yep, that's me, point man. Okay, so Fesic, how are you going to, uh, I guess, uh, navigate the hall? Stealthily, of course. All right, give me a stealth roll. <laughs> it's almost like this is a game to you people. 23. I am stealthy. All right, yes, you are very stealthy. Uh, describe to us how you approach you know, a hallway that's got a mix of rock, stone, and uh, you know, packed earth. So I, um, I stick to the wall, just kind of make my way down, find as many shadows, you know, and jump from shadow to shadow. It's pretty dark, other than the, the, yeah, the little, as you get closer, you do see very bright, almost brighter than daylight. Seems to be kind of trying to work its way through the cracks out into the hallway. But, you know, this, this rock is so massive that, you know, it, you know, it's only finding a place here or a place there to send a little shaft of light. It's going to get brighter. Into the hall. So it's probably fake light, like, you know, magic light, not fire light, is my thought. 
um, can I get up to like one of those cracks and maybe kind of, you know, let my eyes adjust and peer through? I guess uh, give me a, a luck roll. So I guess the uh, next would probably be the closest thing to luck to see how, how lucky you are picking a, an appropriate crack to peek through. Before you climb, let me help you with some guidance. 1d4 plus whatever your roll is. All right, so 12. Okay, with a 12, yeah, you see that you're correct that it's an artificial light source engulfing the room in light. It's hard to tell, but you would guess it's a large space with a 12, but that would just be your guess. Do I see any kind of shadows moving or anything like that? It's so bright in there, it's hard to tell if if there's any shadows because it's just got light bouncing everywhere. What do you see? I see a lot of light. A lot of light. I see the light. (laughs) Are you going to walk into the light? I guess roll into the light. (laughs) So, so you say it's a pretty big rock. I kind of just give it a push. I want to see if it's how mobile it is. Yeah, give me a strength check. Size doesn't help me here, I don't think. Oh, yeah, an eight. Eight, yeah, no, you're not able to move on on your own. So I stealth my way back to the group. Or unless they're right behind me, right? Or I don't think so. Um, yeah, no, they, I think you came down alone. They're kind of, I guess, watching from back by the... Well, before I stealth back, maybe I'll just listen. Can I just listen for a minute? Sure. Give me a perception roll on that, on that, on that listen. Well, that's better. 17. So yeah, you get quiet for a minute trying to see if you can hear anything. And first, you think you hear something, but you're not sure what it is. But as you listen more and more, it almost sounds like somebody inside praying. And the words you hear, because you're real quiet, you hear somebody repeating it. It sounds like the same four lines over and over again. Twelve were placed among the peoples to guard and protect. The host will come to fulfill the promises made by the ancestors. The guardians protect the covenant that was broken by the few. The only hope lies in the faith of walkers of the path of life. And you hear this over and over and over again. Okay. Now I'm going to stealth back to the group. I'm going to stealth back. Make sure I stealth stealthily enough at a seven. Do I stumble? You don't stumble, but you did put your hand on the wall and, yeah, probably a little bit of the the, the dirt around a root came loose. So I freeze and I listen. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, roll me a perception. Oh, jeez. Um, a nine. Okay, yeah, you, you don't hear anything or yeah, that would tell you whether or not you gave your group's position away. All right, I continue stealthy. That's so much better with Okay, yeah, 21, you're able to make it back yeah, the rest of the way to the group without uh, further incident. You are getting better at that stealth thing. Can I stop whispering now? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so I heard what sounds like somebody praying. Um, yeah, Dave, you repeat those lines? <laughs> sure, yeah. So what, what you heard were the 12 were placed among the peoples to guard and protect. The host will come to fulfill the promises made by the ancestors. The guardians protect the covenant that was broken by the feud. 
The only hope lies in the faith of the walkers of the past of life. That's what he said. Does that mean anything to you guys? Did they, was it very in tune? Was it sing-songy? <laughs> yes. I don't know, Dave, was it sing-songy? <laughs> it sounded more like a prayer than a Gregorian chant. It's not said to be kind of enunciated, it sounded more a prayer. Being from the woods, would I, would I make a religion check to see if I've heard stories about what was said? Sure. Yeah, we'll old history check. History or religion? That's religion. No. Uh, whichever you're stronger at. Religion. So that is a 17. Okay, yeah, with a 17, you know the, the wooden angels that your order had encountered well into your past. You know the 12 you know, refers to those wooden angels. They had come to teach your people how to connect better to the lands. Soon after I joined the group, my new home after my original one was destroyed. These wooden angels came to visit us and they told us how to live in harmony with the land. That's when I knew that I needed to give my life to Jord and to the land. I believe that this story is of those wooden angels. So like the ones that the orc stole that caused all this problem? Um, roll a perception check for me, um, Fezzik. I don't perceive anything with a four. <laughs> okay, can continue. <laughs> you can continue to be hostile about the, you know, uh, about that. That's fine. <laughs> that is an interesting thing. Let me think about that. I rolled a 21. So you would, Thandor, be very attracted to want to find out more somebody praying that prayer you would want to even just be able to talk to them to find out what they might know i suggest we go and meet the person in that bright light and speak with them so there's a big old rock blocking the hallway and i can't move it oh wait we got an orc <laughs> you do have an orc yes Mar marcus is like a did you knock on the rock <laughs> but no i did not knock on the rock because i was stealthy yeah, Mar Marcus can definitely push the, the push it if you would like. He, you hear him say, "I'm glad to help, however I may." Let's move the rock and go talk to the people that are doing the prayers. Okay, how would you like to approach? Non-stealthily. <laughs> okay. Yep. So yeah, you make your way down to the hall. You do see exactly what Fezzik told you you would see. He had described, you know, kind of light, kind of little beams coming out of any of the cracks. That just this, there's this overwhelmingly bright light, you know, from around the rock. You do sense that it's a magical source, not, you know, it's definitely not any fire or daylight that you, you know, would recognize. That's if you are right. That is a very bright light. Very bright fake light. So, you know, Marcus steps up and I'm going to roll a strength check. I'm going to need help. Gestures for you to help push. Please, somebody roll perception. Let's see how long it takes you all to figure this out. 17. 22. 22 with a natural 20. We're extra perceptive tonight. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, so yeah, you all see that, yeah, he's not going to be able to push it the way he's pushing it, that it actually needs to roll 
towards the right, there seems to be almost a little bit of a track on the floor so that you'll have to push it left to right. My dear friend Orc, you are very strong, but you're pushing the wrong way. I elbow Sandor. Keep pushing harder the other way. You're pushing when you should pull. (laughs) So yeah, he, he puts his hands on the other side and it first moves just a little bit, then a little bit more. And then you can kind of see that it starts to, under its own force, roll out of the way. What you see is it opens up to a huge cavernous room. It's the far end of the room, kind of centered on the wall. There appears to be the source of the light, which appears to be floating probably about 20 feet above the ground, a huge wooden angel that is kind of cast all in light. And down below on the floor, can all now audibly hear this person praying, you know, that same prayer over and over again. And we'll pick up there next time. Now it's time for our Dungeon Master Minute. And here's your Dungeon Master, Dave. So there's an old adage that says, the more the merrier here at Leaders and Legacies wholeheartedly agree with that philosophy. You may have heard at the very beginning of the episode that I mentioned that all five of us enjoy playing D&D and enjoy scouting. That's right, you're going to hear additional voices joining us in upcoming weeks, the first of which will be a fellow scouter of ours named George. You'll enjoy getting to meet George, but more specifically, I just wanted to let George's kids know that yes dad is on an official real podcast hopefully we'll be introducing you to a diverse set of scouters who really enjoy playing games as much as the cast does so thank you for joining us and hey i get to introduce a new segment tonight which is thanking our first patron steve geist thank you so much for supporting the program we cannot begin to tell you how much it means to us that you're backing our creative endeavor Leaders and Legacies is a 5e podcast that is unaffiliated with the Boy Scouts of America or Wizards of the Coast. The opinions expressed here are solely our own. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here at Leaders and Legacies, please consider becoming a patron by joining us at patreon.com slash leadersandlegacies. You can also follow us on Twitter at Leader and Legacy or join our blog at leadersandlegacies.com. Music and sound effects are licensed from Soundstripe.com. Logo art by Catherine Evans. Images also may have been licensed from Shutterstock.com. Check out these and many other amazing businesses by listening to us here on Leaders and Legacies. And never forget to remember... You are getting better at that stealth thing.